we're doing something new or something kind of new for, for, for the pod, a first, something we haven't done too many times before where we're all watching this simultaneously for the first time. Oh, yeah. Yay! So yeah. want to let that be known while also doing something that we don't do enough of that, that we should as well, which is we need to plug what we do in life immediately, which is our band called Lurking Class, in which we slay rock and roll. And we're going to do the really, 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 woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey does the little guitar thingies and stuff. Um, But I'd like to direct everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that. I do that. And so for anyone interested, I want to direct you to our Instagram page, Lurking Class Band, where you can find the link tree. You can find all the stuff. And also our band camp, which I know Lou knows we have some cool stuff on there. Music. Yeah. All that good stuff. Maybe some merch. Who knows? We've got a lurking class official at Gmail as our Gmail if you want to get a hold of us. And especially regarding this podcast, if anybody has suggestions for episodes to cover. I'm not saying this because we have no idea what we're doing next month or anything and we could use a suggestion. Listen to the tone of my voice, audience members. But... Yeah, that's exactly what this is. And also, it would really help us if whatever app you're listening on, you guys give us a nice rating and a review. Those are things that exist that we now need in order to do any type of advertising or getting anywhere on this new app. So I just think it would be really cool if anybody gets two minutes into this and can actually go like to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever and just click that five-star button or literally write a review that says, I like lurking class, period. Like, that would... That'd be really cool. cool. That would that would help us in the algorithm now that we're like three years into this and it's kind of tough to get out there. But also our main thing is music. So make sure you follow us on Instagram. You go to the band camp, you check that shit out. Anything I didn't mention that we should mention, guys? Or is it or is it movie time? I think uh, I think you hit on everything. I think you hit on everything. I got. I had to let the people know, and that's my spiel because this isn't exactly my episode. So give the uh, people <laughs> what they want. Yeah, yeah, and help a and help a struggling little little band like us that puts in time and effort and doesn't get paid for this kind of stuff. That's all. That's all, friends. We're all friends here. So since there's a trio of us and we're friends, uh. Lou, take it away. Ah, so <laughs> hey, I'll be Margot Robbie. Dibs. Nice. All right. All right. So I'll be I'll be Bert then, and that leaves Joey as I'm John Harold. Washington. Yeah, John, yeah, old man. Johnny Wash, fucking Harold Dude, Woodman. Denzel's your dad, bro. That's pretty sick. Yeah. So we uh, t- today, as as Mike had alluded to, uh, we we did something that I, I think this is one of the first times we've done it for the podcast. It's unique for us. We haven't really had a situation normally. One person has seen the movie. Two people have seen the movie. We've all seen the movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is new for us. We we uh, we tease at the end of the last episode. We're doing uh, Amsterdam, twenty twenty two film ensemble cast, uh, two hours and fourteen minutes clocking in. Um, we'd never seen this. I, I, I know we've talked the last about it. We're, we're skipping a whole fucking section of our podcast. What? We just started. No, I'm doing the I intro. I'm, t- I'm, I'm letting no, people. No, 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 no. There you go. There's the nose. <laughs> what I mean we're, is, oh we always have the question that is, 
when is the first time you saw this movie and what were your initial opinions of it i know you that's true. i mean we, we now we just have <laughs> half that question what are your initial opinions of this movie yeah technically that is a segment but lou yeah, made but it part of his intro know. because it's we've never no seriously we all watched this last night within 24 yeah. hours of recording it like we we've for the first time for all three of us we've never done that before so it's a milestone nope. moment have to yeah. have to let it be I, known I like right it. away all right segments bitch let's go oh yeah Don't yeah e- yeah you have you have anything else lou the ensemble cast? i do what, what I, brought you to choosing this as your episode you know give your give your half so so i i will i'll give my whole uh my whole is yours uh so i <laughs> i was i was drawn to this movie initially when i had seen the trailers for it um i, I love this era uh pre-world war ii post yeah, 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 post-world war one movies in this totally I, I, I find that fascinating, and I also I, I do like ensemble cast movies. And speaking of the ensemble cast, just in general, Christian Vale, Chris Rock. I mean, Christ, fucking Michael Myers making poking oh, his head in weird <laughs> little fucking eyebrows. Very shagadelic, maybe. I am I, just drawn to this type of stuff: mystery, intrigue, film noir type detective Absolutely. work, whatever. Same here. Same um, here. So, so I was immediately drawn to it. I added it to my list, like I want to say, maybe last year or something when it initially when it popped came up. Out, yeah, yeah, and and I just never looped back around. Not because I didn't want to. I just didn't. It didn't pop up on my fucking radar again. So then, when it came back around, we were talking about, oh, let's watch something. Bridge the idea to you guys, and I was like, okay, fucking, this is perfect. Um, full disclosure, I did when I was doing some research prior to watching it. I did see that this movie was not necessarily the best received by general audiences, which we can get to that later. I don't, we don't have to talk about it now, but I found that to be very interesting. Um, I know again, audience, what people think audience wise, fucking Rotten Tomatoes, all that bullshit. That means nothing to us. We watch good movies. We watch bad movies. At the end of the day, we watch movies and we love them. So it, it was fascinating having watched that and then going back and being like, wow, People actually didn't like oh, this movie. Didn't like that. I know. Right? It, it, it was just, it was kind of odd to me, but, um, but no, I, I, uh, that, that's how I ended up back around at this. I ignored it and it came back like a fucking bad rash. You can't ignore <laughs> it. You got to fucking slather the ointment on and like back pain that you can only try every drug known in the 1920s to possibly help with your <laughs> back pain guys, back pain. Am I the only one relating? To that no, no, no. part of the oh, no way. <laughs> Eye drops. You got tincture. I don't know. It, that was a, yeah. That's so a, before segue. Before before we get into the sections, okay. This so I'm I'm rapidly discovering that this is one of my now sections that I'm gonna do. Joey. <laughs> oh I want you soapbox. Joey, Joey, oh, I want no, you yeah. to tell me Joey, I want you <laughs> to tell me pitch. I want you to tell me what this movie is about. In a hundred words oh or less. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, so no. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna time <laughs> what it. Was it? It, yeah, was, right. it was. It was. I think. Like I think thirty seconds, right? Thirty seconds. Yep. Let me pull up a stopwatch. Bear with me here. Stopwatch loading. Oh, All right, tough. Joey. Tell me what this movie's about. Go. Holy crap. Um, I should have thought about this a little before, a little before, because I knew five seconds, you're, Joey. You're five about. seconds yep. in, bro. Five seconds <laughs> in. All right. So. Uh, uh, this movie is about um, fifteen seconds. <laughs> shit, son. Let me get another thirty. <laughs> no, come on, you got ten um, seconds. But, what is it about? Oh, so, so this this movie is about three people that are madly in love with each other, but uh, fucking <laughs> can't can't you know 
be in this type of relationship. All right, that's time. You had 31 seconds and one millisecond. Damn, dude, I went, I went, I went nowhere good. with that. That was good. That's okay. Nowhere. All right, well, let me, let me, let me reset. Now that I'm not, now that I'm not super uh, pressured. Reset. No, 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 it's okay. <laughs> come on. So, come on. So, Mike, I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. Mike, what, I'm ready. what is Amsterdam about? Go. It's uh, a story that takes place in 1933 where two men are hired to solve a murder and then they witness a murder and are accused of said murder and go on the run to clear their names, running into a slew of different characters from their past and present and Margot Robbie. And wow, 24 seconds and 97 milliseconds. I felt bad. Nice. I felt, more on the nose than I was. <laughs> realized, that, realized I didn't mention any women, though, because I started with it's the two guys getting hired for the job, and then they yes. run into her eventually. But like, <laughs> I really, I yeah, I thought I thought of that beforehand. I know, I know, Lou's fucking tactics rhythm section, bitch. But uh, <laughs> no, hey, I like doing it. this. I like doing this. It's no, it's, yeah, yeah, it's no, entertaining I like to that me. Too. I'm not gonna lie. But as like you're saying, as you're saying, with everyone's part of what they do here, with me plugging everything right away on the podcast that I helped invent with you guys, Joey, your portion is always you watch the movie and you show up. Like you don't need to do any work beforehand, even if that's thinking of what an elevator pitch might be for thirty seconds of what this movie is. <laughs> did you watch it, Joey? I did. Then you did your homework, and yep. Lou's just gonna bully oh. us because of it. Occasionally, yeah, just, I I dive into some more things. You know, there there will be a fact section and stuff later on, kitties. So so I, it's kind of cheating for me. But yeah, I thought about that literally as the time jump happened. I was like, oh, we're telling the story this way. Okay, interesting <laughs> editing. I like how this is classy American hustle kind of movie. Never seen this before. <laughs> and then I was like, that's gonna get a little fucky later on. I'm because they stay in that whatever it is, 1918, 1917, they stay there for like 20, 30 minutes. Oh, well, they yeah. do They do those and jumps. And within 20, 30 minutes, they jump into, but yeah. like that's within 20 to 30 minutes into the film, they give you those two characters. That's why my synopsis starts off with them being the leading men because yeah, the, way we're, the way we're introduced to Margot Robbie, we don't really know. And then she pops back up and it's like, here we go. She's on the poster. The three of them are on the poster. What are you doing? Give the woman a good role. What the fuck's going on here? They get to it eventually. But I can't give you that in the synopsis. I nope. only had 27.9 seconds or whatever Lou said. You know, <laughs> I gotta, I'm, I, I'm timing. It's the only thing. I you have. nailed it. 24 seconds and 97 <laughs> milliseconds. You, you, you nailed the elevator pitch. Bravo. I am the time master. I keep the rhythm. You Thank are. you. Thank yep. you. Thanks for being predictable. And anyway, what were you going to do? <laughs> hey, you got You got to create segments by having consistency, and that's what bass is. Bass is bass in the rhythm section is consistency, my I friends. Know, that's true. Hey, I love it. I just I, I saw it. I saw I it coming, and section. Joey was shredding a six solo over top of it, so it's all good. <laughs> we we do our parts. That's what I was saying. I wasn't trying to be like Joey shows up with nothing. It was just like no, that was the Ben Kissel idea, right? Like he's yes. the yeah, exactly. So, I like I like doing more work for it, but I feel like you might have for this one, Lou, since you I did. knew none of I, us I, have seen it. So I, I did I did do some some uh, some items here that we'll we'll segue into, but I wanted to ask both of you, um, and and I'm curious of how each of you are going to answer this because I know each of you consume media, particularly movie related, uh, like news and updates and trailers and all that bullshit differently. 
going in going into this uh, i'll start with you joey because i forced the elevator pitch on you first um <laughs> before last night before you watched this what did you think the movie was about dude honestly i was thinking i heard amsterdam and i and i knew it was going to take place in some part of amsterdam so i was kind of thinking it was like some sort of like crazy like i don't know like drug espionage movie mm. Ooh. Okay. yeah yeah I don't like know. an like an inherent vice type thing or like yeah 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 like three people Whoa, go to amsterdam PTA. and then they have like a crazy trip and then all of a sudden they get like you know caught up in this whole fucking thing you know when they wake up the next that day is, that is, with no memory yeah, yeah. the hangover oh my god the hangover <laughs> oh my god yeah the hangover <laughs> but in amsterdam <laughs> no I, didn't they do that in, in part 3 did they go to amsterdam in part 3 dude i part think they 2 did. yeah bangkok. part 2 <laughs> that was oh, bangkok, bangkok that's right <laughs> that's the second one i don't know yeah that's that's funny that's a good description of not having any idea joey Amsterdam. so, I no so idea. what what about what about you mike because again i know your 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 finger is on the pulse of yeah, hollywood just, much differently uh, well it was just a, another kind of sleeper kind of the same thing as what you said pretty much Lou. i knew about it i definitely remember seeing trailers so i knew it was some sort of mystery with a more comedic edge than like you know i don't know darker you know memento mm. kind of edge or something a christopher nolan edge to it where i knew mm. this was a david o russell so i was like all right mr yeah american hustle that's it that was basically mm -hmm. i assumed it would have been and christian bales at the top of it so why wouldn't it be something like that my only questions were where's j-law and bradley pooper at you know that was pretty <laughs> much and then you know, Ed Begley Jr. and fucking Alessandro Nivola show and a million other people. And it was just like, yeah, ensemble cast. I slept on it. I I figured it would be pretty much what it was about. But a lot more of the historical, like, timepiece stuff than I expected, which is, I think, a, a reason that I enjoyed it a little bit, if that may lead into oh, dude, it another does. segment on if we just fucking, how's everybody feel? After Dude. watching this for the first time, because I it is a little too long, but like I don't know why people didn't like it. Dude, I was I, I was stuck in the whole movie. Yeah, I was pretty. Yeah, it was like the mystery that kind of has you going, but it's not taking itself not taking itself too seriously. It's you know, it's got jokes and stuff. It's very light. It seemed. I don't know. I, I I agree. I think I think it was it was definitely a little too long, but. I'm All saying that looking. Almost, I'm, oh, you know? well, I'm, I'm like, saying. I'm saying that. I'm saying that looking back on it, having watched it, because to Joey's point, like I was. Yeah, same I thing. was invested the whole time. <laughs> yeah, um, I did not notice because it's really. What'd you say? Two minutes or two hours and fourteen minutes. Yeah, it, two, it, yep. So, so th nowadays there's ten minutes of credits. So it's really just over two hours. It's not that mm -hmm. bad, especially in the last few years. Is becoming way too long it seems like that's my issue is like i would say everything is so <laughs> yeah, it's a 90 it's... minute movie but i did not think about it while watching it i kind of clicked on it when i knew it was ending and was like oh shit yeah it says like 10 minutes left fuck this movie's over no the, they they did it it really sits in that sweet spot I, I i love like i don't know if you guys have watched like babylon berlin which is a german show that takes place in roughly in the same time period post-world war one pre-world war two um and they actually talk a lot about uh in that movie 
vets that come back from the war and they're dealing with just pain oh, because yeah, modern medicine is is nil at that yeah. point. And they talk about kind of the rise and, you know, early like painkiller medicine. And they also have, it's funny because there was a lot of similarities between the tinctures and how people were taking eye drops and shit like that. Like a, a lot of this is grounded There's in historical stuff. In yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, and specifically um, that group that was behind trying to push like, you know, a political agenda and essentially overthrow elements of the constitution, the white house, a lot of those things I know at the very end, but that whole time I'm like, yeah, this, this actually happened. There, there were agents within our, yeah, you know, there was a good chunk of oh, stuff yeah. there that was like, this shit is taken from fact. Yeah. And then, and, and then legitimately the movie ends and you got that side by side with De Niro that was like, Oh, cool. I love that. So, so that, that testimony is very interesting too, because there, there was definitely a concerted effort to shift more into uh, an openly totalitarian style yeah, of government rule thing. I know when you're hearing that in the movie though, you're literally like, how does anybody think this is going to work? Cause you know, I don't know, just in the two thousands here, you know, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, it's, it's yeah, crazy yeah. because they, well, they Learning specifically about this in high school when we first did, it's just like, these guys are idiots. Yeah. We're 90 years removed from it though. Well, it's, it's crazy because I like that they addressed it directly in the movie where it's like, you know, those fellows in Italy and Germany, they know how to get things done. And of that course you exactly, have the people, I know. That was exactly you have the, you have the, the heads of, of industry at the time pushing for that. The, the only way that things get done are, is if you have somebody that's decisive and can make those decisions on the spot and they are authoritarian and, and how they present these things. So it was cool to see that because yeah, that, I mean, we still deal with that to this day. Individuals who are like, no, there just needs to be one person that says this is the way it is. And you just fall in, fall in line. Right. Um, yeah. So it, it, it was cool to, to see them pay. I don't even want to say pay homage because, you know, fuck those thinkers, but it's, yeah. acknowledging that it happened because it did yes. because it did yeah. fucking happen and it was it, it was key individuals of our industries titans of industry and that's even more sobering because now with the fucking power of the lobby and all that bullshit you have companies that are, can essentially bribe politicians in the open to pass legislature that benefits them so it's like how far removed are we from being in an oligarchy where you have corporations that essentially run the government because that's what lobbying is it's legal bribery and it's we the that kind, is it's the kind it's of allowed. stuff I watch movies to forget about that it's happening. I know, I know, and and I digress. I'll fucking back off from that. But <laughs> but it was, but but I but I will say I, I liked the balance of the the not like LOL, but the clever the clever yeah. comedy. You know the right. intrigue and all that shit, and seeing Timothy Oliphant with like fucking dirty teeth is Dude, arguably him... one of the funniest fucking things like yeah, ever. It's like, I motherfucker, definitely... your teeth weren't that dirty on fucking Deadwood, and you were a gross mother. You know, not a gross motherfucker, but everyone was dirty in the Wild West. You know, it's just funny to see him. You know, it's step the... up called him yeah. ugly font. Is what I was. Yeah, ugly. Timothy ugly font. Timmy ugly font, but um. But yes, no, I, uh, walking away from it, I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, uh, aside from again, the length, I think it was, uh, I think it was a, a fantastic fucking watch. I mean, at the end of the day, like you have it, you mentioned too, and I'm sorry, I'm like fucking meandering here, but you mentioned the flashbacks and how it's like, all right, half an hour in let's rewind. Dude, they did that like twice. They yeah, did that they, whole like they, thing they like it, twice. They, they did it pretty lengthily the first time, right in when the movie starts. That's why I was surprised. But then, yeah, they technically they jump. 
Yeah, because then they explained essentially the whole Amsterdam portion. They as like well. showing yeah. dead Ed Begley and living Ed Begley back and forth. They like that dead Ed, mm-hmm. or or I believe as he was uh, nicknamed <laughs> Silent but still Bill. <laughs> that is that is a name right there, right? He says Silent but still Bill, and then they roll him in and he drops like his suitcase and the flowers, and it was just like, all right, that's good like pretty dark but still light enough comedy okay yeah so so which which (laughs) outside of the big three the pact right um outside of margo christian and john um what were uh what were some of your favorite like supporting characters because there was a ton of them to choose from uh joey what were some of the ones what were some of the folks that stood out to you and and why uh why they why they make an impression on you Whenever Michael Shannon's in something, man. Yeah. I don't know if Michael it's Shannon's just like. Great. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's just like. It's just him, man. Every time he's in a role, he just stands out to, to me for some reason, man. I, I love that. Yeah, he's great, dude. And and fucking uh, uh, Rainy so Malik or whatever. Things. Yeah. Dude. Dude, did Freddy you notice Harry? a little swastikas <laughs> on his tie? Dude. Yeah, dude. What? I, no. Actually, no, I didn't see that. Dude, no, you what? didn't? Oh no. my god. All right. All right. So All right, when they go when they right now. Everyone's... Dude, when they when they when they meet when they meet him at the textile plant. Remember when yeah, they're yeah. like, "All right, we're going to get in." Um he's wearing a tie that has so they're not bent swastikas. They're they're traditional, well, quote-unquote traditional swastikas yeah, that yeah. you would see in like India or well, Yeah, I mean, it's 1933, right? That's what we're in yes. the majority of there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So Before most so, people knew who Hitler was is also a phrase uttered in that. Correct. So which is which is very interesting because at that point, <laughs> at that Nazis, point, dude, always. It, it, every time, dude, it's right? always. Where's Red Skull? Well, you know what? You know what I like. You know what I like though is that they didn't. They really played into kind of they the public the awareness. Oh wait, no. Well, the, the, no, they put they played in public <laughs> awareness where it's like. More often than not, they were mentioning Mussolini because Mussolini attained power prior to Hitler coming oh, yeah. to power. So, yeah, so when they said when they it. said that, Every it was time. like worry, it was it. it very interesting, like that they didn't play into what could have been a very easy out. It could have been a very easy we try writing to forget choice. Forget about that. That's what that's what my family does. We try to forget about that point in time. Well, it's just it's it's. I'm glad <laughs> that they pulled it of off wine. that way. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It was it was true. I was really but surprised. Yes. Where every time I was reminded of the time of how it's before 1940 when they say shit like that, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! I'm like, my but fucking see, that's grandpa a- who died and was in Italy for fucking forty something years was about to go to war. Mm-hmm. And these and- fucking guys are in the first one. That was cool. Uh, there's been so many movies about World War One in the last like decade as well. Oh, that that's, it feels... that's, that's everybody's forgetting about that one. Yeah, yep. but I know everyone's bringing it back up now because history's repeating itself and shit. Hundred yeah. years ago, and like, I, I mean, yeah, they're they're really doing good. I think they kind of tinted like a camera lens when you have the initial first meeting between uh, fucking Bale and John David Washington. It definitely has like a yes, this is ten years in the past. You know, like the Better Call Saul kind of intro shit it's like hey it's black and white so you know it's not now wink wink they always have to have this like filter of shit on world war one movies just to remind you of how much everything sucked 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think. I think. Indecisive opinions, ladies and gentlemen. None of this is fact. It's our opinions. I don't know. What is it Even- with that lens? Is it all the same cinematographer? It might be. Tune into the fact section. Email us at uh, lurkingclassofficial at gmail.com if you have any insight onto tint and or camera manipulation. History teachers uh, also got into the movie industry, so those can overlap. (laughs) Yeah, or Lurking Class Band at Insta. Slide in the DMs. Get dirty. But but no, they... uh, Lou loves the historical shit here, too. That's why I was like, this movie, you fucking loved this movie. Oh, yeah, dude. I fucking love this movie. I was was all in on this. (laughs) This shit was... This movie was fucking awesome. We was just great. did Small Soldiers, and now there's more soldiers in this. Guys, we're not branching out enough. We're getting <laughs> sucked into a pocket. Sure, we're those a- soldiers were little animatronic and practical figurines, but... It's they were a- soldiers nonetheless. There's a theme overlapping. <laughs> they need to take oh, out man. the scourge. That is the Gorgonites, you know? That was my fault. Like, you son of a fucking bitch. You can <laughs> hey, man, that was written on the back of the box. God, I know. Words mean everything. <laughs> Come on, it matters. It's written in stone. Hey, was It's Christian part of the Mill? fucking lore, dude. It's part of the lore. Jay Moore, <laughs> he's my favorite. <laughs> it was Christian Bills. I actually fucking stink still while he's wiggling the other one. That was a pretty good effect, wasn't it? That was great. Yeah. When they purposely focused on it in the beginning I of the feel film, like... it made me continually check. Unlike the Nazi tie, which I totally missed, I was aware of the eye. They like set that right at the beginning, yeah. you know? Yeah, dude, I was. I did the same thing throughout the whole film. I'm like, dude, is, is he like actually doing that? Because Every I now and then they knock Christian it Bale like actually. He could, I could. I could see him actually learning how to manipulate. Learn his how eyes to move your one eye. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That does that seem is like Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah. If I mean, anyone's dude, gonna do it, anything. it's Christian Bale. <laughs> gonna do it. Yeah. Do you want me to lose, you know, all my weight for this movie, you guys? And they're like, no, for God's sakes, look healthy. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're gonna put a bunch of stars on your back anyway, and you're gonna wear a back brace. And I know, uh, that's true. Yeah, he's got to deal with Andrea Riceborough calling him hideous. It's like, well, go watch Possessor, and then she'll look hideous to you, ha. Huh? Yeah, for <laughs> same real. Same lady, same lady from Possessor, yep. guys. Wow. And Mandy, she's also in Mandy as well. So let me, so so let me get into that because uh, the initial question way back of characters that I didn't quite say. Oh yes, yes, go ahead. Yeah, I would have also said what Joey said, but nobody mentioned Andrea Rice Sparrow, <laughs> and like she's she's a female character actor, like yeah, not not, not obviously Margot Robbie and Anya Taylor Joy pretty much are too, but like she's getting a little more recognition now after that nomination last year, and she just she, yeah, it's the same as what we just said about Michael Shannon. Whenever I see her in something, she's just that. She's never the lady pretending on film. She becomes these characters. Like, dude, she's. I can't wait to see anything else that she continues to do. Since fucking Birdman, dude, I was like, oh, uh, that lady. Yep. <laughs> that lady. That lady's like as good as any of these dudes or better than them that she's working amongst and is usually mm-hmm. never the lead. So it was cool seeing her as a lead and hanging out with Mark Marin in that movie, even though everybody fucking slammed it or how she shouldn't have gotten the nomination. I don't know. That's one that I liked. And also the pairing of Matthias Schunortz and uh, Alessandro Nivola as the two cops, like who, I don't know. I like them. They're fun. Oh, they're, they yeah, were, they were, they were great. I like that they kind were, of role. They, they played me, the roles 
they played those roles perfectly too, man. Yeah, like, it gave me it was light, but it gave me like a midnight run kind of vibe with like those agents that are like doubling to chase after fucking, you know, De Niro and shit. It was wow, De Niro, yeah, midnight run. I'm I'm nailing this. De Niro's there it in this is. Movie. Wow, what a hard guy to remember movies that he's in. He's only been in two or three. Sheesh. <laughs> two, two or three, three David O. Russell <laughs> movies. <laughs> I think he's been in like three or four. Son of a bitch. Uh, and so, yeah, when he shows up, it's like fucking Michael Keaton in the trials of the Chicago seven. Like suddenly he is just the the guy you're looking at on screen. But I, but that's just De Niro. So is it kind of cheating? Yeah. yeah. Right. Everybody, everybody feels that when he shows up, <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of little people here though. Colleen camp is one of those like nurses that's in one scene in the beginning. I was like, is that motherfucking Colleen camp? And it was. She looks a lot different than she does back in Clue. But I was like, holy fuck, this is the most ensemble of ensembles. Even people with like three lines are like known characters out there or something. I was whew, I was surprised by everybody showing up. Ed Begley Jr. I screamed Ed Begley Jr. when he showed up. Yeah, I didn't I didn't recognize that corpse. <laughs> yeah. The cadaver. I didn't recognize a cadaver, but then obviously once he stalked onto yeah, the screen when up. they did the flashback yeah i was like oh wow well hey man i've fucking... watched a lot of pineapple express and better call saul in my days so i've seen a good fair share of old white oh, dude, see, Begley jr <laughs> see for me the the edgar winter look alike uh, fucking ed begley jr see i know him from arrested development <laughs> that's where i get it. <laughs> no oh i do think of transylvania six five thousand yes but yeah, more importantly right. uh arrested <laughs> development is uh Okay. Stan Sitwell, uh, the, the alopecia true. bald man, yeah, the That's competitor. Just a, just a little before where I know him from as an old man. But yeah, that was a, that was a lot of pleasant surprises throughout this. So you both mentioned Michael Shannon, so I, I want to ask you something because I, I, I noted it last night and I was curious. So you remember the scene where we meet the two of them for the first time in the, yeah. like, the, the office or whatever? When they actually go to get like the eye in Amsterdam, yeah, they oh, yeah, have the yeah. they have the glass and stuff. Or whatever, yes, right. So you meet the two of them, and you remember you remember that sequence where they go over and they're talking about the birds, yeah, the stuffed yeah. birds. And then they was say that the, improvised? The, peasant, the peasants of pheasants or something. Dude, was that was that portion imp- like I felt Probably. like that was improvised because they're like, ah, yes, this is the blah 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 bird, and he pets it, and he's like, oh, beautiful, you know, whatever. And then obviously the and then the American pheasant or whatever. Like I don't know. Like part of me, I I, I don't always watch from that lens, but I wonder how much freedom that it, 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 with a cast like this. And it's like, all right, we're we're gonna be funny. It's not fucking laugh out loud, but it's giggle, clever humor. I wonder how much you know jurisdiction that some of these actors, especially when you have both Mike Myers and Michael Shannon on screen together, bouncing together. off each other. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I could see them having some pretty free reign with some of the lines because all these guys know. I mean, everybody in this movie knows how to fucking act. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they could totally, they could just get away with that. Shit. Right. That's any, why I was just one of them. And as many people as I could, because it was like even these small players are like big players from their yeah. time, or just taking I mean, look, this movie Chris to Rock be amongst up, everyone man. else. Yeah, he's right. in like fucking like he's like in like three and a half scenes or something like that. You know what I mean? He wasn't naked. He didn't show up naked the first time we saw I, him. He didn't this. fall out of the sky, man. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> 
Ladies and gentlemen, episode fucking 18 or whatever of the podcast. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, another dude that just pops up in a ton of shit. Once we do the Longest Yard remake, you know, we'll get more into it. Good caretaker. Sounds amazing. (laughs) It's a great one. one I like that Adam Sandler one. That's one of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah, but I, but he is like he is uh you know not in this too much and pretty much plays a version of himself or Rufus you know always fighting yeah. for the black man which is which which I like <laughs> but that's why I wanted to mention a lot of the other people as well because that's we kind of know he's he was probably hired for that role because it's what he does mm-hmm. one of his things he's still great but yeah everybody can act the fuck out of this on here and I was really. I was really surprised with how much it was actually reminding me of flirting with disaster, like David O. Russell's first or second film. All these characters just jumping in and out with crooked tooth Ben Stiller holding it all together somehow. It's <laughs> it really is that level of like quirky but somewhat serious subjects are being tackled, or you know, real subjects, I guess, whatever truthful, factual, historical. <laughs> <laughs> one of those cinnamon sticks something, something like that <laughs> i don't know i um yeah i what question were we on again who are we <laughs> <laughs> we're no I, we're still just talking about Where like this kind michael of this this cast yeah something about michael shannon i think <laughs> how he's really good i don't know he yeah. didn't bring his knives out to this one so we'll have to Give Hi-o. General Zod another yeah, all right. I quit. <laughs> That's it. He was <laughs> Hey speaking of people from the DC movie universe. Oh boy. There's only like four other people in this film that have also been a part of those. So that's kind of like there's a lot of overlapping with people here. I think there's people that were even in Oppenheimer, which is kind of like what, what? big movies. <laughs> Big deal. So, so as far as as far as uh, as far as the plot was concerned, yeah, we did our segments. Let's do. Let's get in. Let's do it. Let's run down this two hours here. <laughs> so, I'm trying to think of the best way to approach this. Um, I, I will say, I, I I really enjoyed. Um, I really enjoyed basically the lead up until present day. The whole backstory, the flashback, explaining how they all met each other. I thought it was very interesting. Again, talking about there's elements where they talk about not only like racism and fascism and all this stuff, but, you know, those regiments in the First World War that were made up of primarily African-American troops being forced to wear French uniforms because soldiers were didn't want to be they didn't want them to know that they were American or whatever. It's shame to to be serving with them. All of these different things, like that whole sequence was great because it set the tone for everything moving ahead. You understood why, yeah. you know, you understood why Harold Woodman, um, you know, was as close with Bert because Bert was like, no, fucking A, I'm going to lead these men. And I love that. I Instantly. love that quote that they had where he's like, what, what do you say? He's like, I, what is he saying? Like, Are you going to? He's like. I'll keep you alive. And he's like, I'll make sure you don't get shot or you don't yeah, die. Yeah, or you don't get killed. Yeah. Yeah. They basically say the same things, but kind of different back to each other while shaking hands beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. A beautiful touching moment. It was. And but, it sets um, up, it sets up also, I felt like for continuing in the present where Harold's always saying like, we got to clear our names. I'm going to go to jail for this. Like he's, 
he's a little more aware of his situation. If oh, him yeah. and if him and a white man are accused, you know, he's just like, well, the white, well, even though he's my friend, he's going to get out of it somehow, which really does establish more of their friendship of how Bert does not back down at all to make sure that they can both clear their names. He's a hundred percent like I'm fucked too, dude. <laughs> he like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what, that, that's what I think. I think that's why, you know, Howard continually is like reiterating that he's going to go to jail. He's the attorney, you know, he mm-hmm. knows he's the black man, the times that's how it was. It really does. It really does set that. And racism is a big theme in movies, guys. Dude, Especially how did with the you white look- lady? <laughs> well, how 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 scary was that sequence when essentially when Taylor Swift gets pushed under the vehicle and gets run over? How crazy is it that that's how scenes used to play out? They did it. I saw him. Like, and then there's no there's no police. The police literally has to walk up into the scene. Dude, Motherfuckers are pulling guns. Chair, that's yeah, insane. Nobody, dude. nobody sees anything, man. No, nobody knows what happens. It's just who's ever words, who's ever word, you know. There's no cameras, exactly. And I know, and I know that they like alluded to that. Remember, he's like, what, what did Chris Rock say? He's like, what, is, what the fuck was it? Like, I'd rather would, I'd rather kill one five five white men than one white woman or whatever, because a black man's yes. going to jail or whatever. Like, oh, it's yeah, something, yeah, it's yeah. something like that. It's uh, <laughs> it's just I don't know the, the way that. The way that they kind of portrayed that, and they—I mean, look—none of us were alive during that time frame, but it's—I think they captured the True. essence of that. You know, it's just—I don't know—fucking fascinating. To right. Me. I, same thing. Opinions, indecisive or not. You know, that's just yeah. I—I I felt like it set up a really good dynamic too of knowing that they're both on—they're both gonna fight for each other. They really are mm-hmm. friends. And then when it gets Margot Robbie involved in it, yeah, they're all in love, kind of with what Joey said. In his yeah, ten that's seconds, where, that's where that my he whole got thing something. came from. That was his whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like, it's a beautiful it relationship true. that those three have, man. Especially when Christian Bale, the one not you know fucking either of them in the trio, basically says, "This is the most important relationship I have, and I'm recognizing that." And Margot Robbie's just like, "Yeah, us too." And then fucks John David Washington. That was funny. It was cute though. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Like you know, wow, if the guy not even like platonically involved realizes there's something there. Yeah, you can you can have platonic loves and stuff like that, you know, with between oh, three yeah. people, it happens. Other movies have explored crazier topics, you guys. <laughs> yes, they have. That no, is I, definitely true. This one's all based <laughs> in reality, motherfuckers. I I also yeah. really like I, I like the idea of the pact where it centers around yeah. these three people and it shows like true friendship, you know. And I don't know. I think that's it's special. You know, you, you look at a yeah. time frame when you didn't have cell phones, people weren't as directly connected as they were. And it's like, mm, you can reach me via telephone if I'm at home and you got to call overseas and talk to a fucking switchboard operator. Or you know, you, you can no write a letter that I live in fucking New Jersey this whole time, actually. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like that. that happened yep. back then, kids. It's just I don't know. It's that to me is it's special. You know, like nowadays, I feel like. And even in our, like, you know, when we were growing up, all three of us, it's like, we slowly saw this like rise to like, all right, you know, now there's fucking, now people have cell phones and now people, you know, the internet is now a thing on your cell phones and now social media. It's like, I don't know. There's something kind of innocent about that time frame in a, in a lot of ways, because it's like the people, you know, are the people that you either work with, you, you make an effort to stay in touch. It's still that way now, but like even more so then, 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like that, and it to see awesome. that companionship. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It was that was that was I, I like that. It was a it warmed the old heart a little bit. You know. No, that's I'm just like, we smoke so much pot. I know, but it was really <laughs> funny because you were just like that one family. It, you literally said that one family guy, and Lou's just like, I'm going to have a field day with this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's actually exactly what went through my head. <laughs> this, is, this is also our dynamic after every show that we smoke too much weed at, and Lou drives us home while me and Joey are equally as stupid as this. <laughs> this is really but now daily. we do. <laughs> now we do, now we do it while talking about movies, and this is the movie that Lou made us watch, so he can't be upset if I watched the nope. stoned. I still nope, understood I it. Nope, Dude, um, it so wasn't, fucking awesome, man. It wasn't a lot to be left up to interpretation. You know, they they explain everything. It's not that kind of mystery of super duper thinking about it afterwards. Uh, I just think for saying about the time, how long it is. Like, yeah, there's a, there might be a little bit of downtime throughout it there's little scenes that they do feel improvised like you kind of mentioned earlier uh lou i think you mentioned that one yep it's yep. just yeah like there's no need to talk about the bird stuff but the it seemed to be I a theme the it kept coming back to like the bird watching or you know yeah everybody yeah. knowing all this stuff about birds it was really funny because christian bale every single time has a very nonchalant just like I don't know what any of those words mean anyway and like gets out of the situation every time somebody says it. I found that very amusing, but I can see maybe where it could have been edited down a little more. But if it takes out some of that freedom to make it organic, you know, in the improvisation, then like then I'm I'm happy you made me watch this. Yeah. <laughs> you brought it well, back. I, I'm I'm glad I'm glad. I would I'm... recommend this. I'm I when I went on Letterboxd, I think it was like a like might have been under average of like a 2.2 or something or might have been right at 2.5 yeah 2.5 i can't i can't i can't remember what the the ratings are for two to three stars out of five on letterboxd mind you so everyone's saying it's average or a little less than average and i'm just like eh, i would have i probably would give it a three and a half or four which is probably what i gave american hustle I'd probably like, definitely it's give this slightly, a four. I'd say like four point. I'd say the opposite. I'd yeah, like slightly above average. If you want, they do the five on here so that people can treat it like hundreds and then they'll mm. give their certain score between a hundred, like it's rotten tomatoes, but then you just set your overall as the closest, you know, four and a half to five, whatever, basically. Yeah. A lot of people like to really dive in and be like, I'm gonna rate this one an eighty-eight, but it's gonna say three and a half star. You're like, I don't yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Not that specific about it, but but on these people get specific, and I'm surprised I would have gone with the opposite. What about you, Lou? I would uh I would definitely put that up there. I think I think a you know a little over a four is is right there. And and for me, outside of the intrigue and the cast there was a couple things that I, I really liked what they did with the character arcs as well. Um, in particular, I really appreciated the struggle that Christian Bale was having with his marriage, but also how he was treating the marriage where it was more, you know, at one point I think, uh, Andrea Risenborough asks like, did you marry me or did you marry my family and their connection? Yes. Dude, and there's that I struggle. Like, that. is, is this, is this more of a convenience? And then he actually has a connection with Zoe Saldana. Like 
that yeah. I, 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 I really like to see the, the deeper ends of these different characters, not to mention what Margot Robbie and, and John Washington, <laughs> that whole dynamic of dealing with racism abound, but, but real elements and it was it was very well done. It was very well crafted because you could see his struggles with it as well. Like at one point when they're still before he before the 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 pact broke, I guess more or less in Amsterdam, they were just like, "Well, you can stay here." He's like, "I gotta go home to New York. I got a wife." You know, he like was there for a couple years. That's what he but, said. Just like, but it's you could a couple years. I was like, "Holy he, fuck." You could really see even at that point in time, because that at that point, I, I don't know how long they were married. I know they alluded that he had gotten his scholarship uh, handed to him from uh, her father or whatever man, for medical man. school. So we don't I, you know, you don't really know when exactly that was. Maybe they, they did it in a flashback. But the point that I'm getting at is he had been married for up until X amount of time for that point. And even then, you could see that kind of like inner struggle. And I, I liked how they talked about that element of things, but I also found it very clever where Margot Robbie, when they were all together still, they were talking about the dream. The dream is going to be really good, but the dream is going to then get very bad because dreams repeat themselves. Yeah, they repeat and I, themselves. I, 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 I really, I, I really, because we forget them. That's the whole thing. That's the clever shit right there yeah, in movies, man. The dreams are going to be really good and then they're going to be bad and then you're going to forget them and they're going to happen again because you forgot them. them. Right. That's fucking beautiful writing right there. That fucking is endless yeah. sunshine. Wonderful. Right there. But, hey, but the eternal sunshine, the, endless sunshine. The, uh, the, 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 the last piece that I found also very clever is the tie in with the birds. And I know we had mentioned that too. So I, I don't know if you guys caught it, but like when Mike Myers was actually explaining what the cuckoo does, and I think, I think Michael Shannon also talked about it, but they basically wait until nests, cuckoos wait until other birds build nests and then they invade the nest and take it over. So they don't have to do any of the work to build their own nests. And that was obviously like one massive fucking allegory for what was happening on the back end with these, you know, the, the cabal that was attempting to to take over. They're basically hijacking the influence uh, that the general had, you know, general Dylan Beck had over these veterans and saying, Oh, let's give this speech. We're going to tell you what to say. But just give the speech. Just read the speech. You can talk about things. And and I also found it great that like Christian Bale the whole time and uh, John Washington are just like, but this is our gala, you know. Like, please, you know, keep that in mind. Like, this is. But what about our gala? Like, it's all about their thing. Like, they're just <laughs> yeah. trying to trying to yeah. do something good for the vets. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, it, it's it's those like little subtleties in there uh, between like the the human struggles that that Christian Bale was going through to just kind of the idea of like how life itself like flows. There's good, there's good times in the dream. There's bad times in the dream. You forget it and then you repeat it. And then obviously, you know, talking at a larger scale geopolitically as well as, uh, you know, from a social perspective, how the, the cuckoo itself is a fucking menace to the animal kingdom, just like these corporations that are attempting to hijack, you know, these veterans that have been jaded or taken advantage of, not treated properly, whatever. Let's overthrow the fucking White House. You know what I mean? Like that. That to me is is clever outside of the intrigue of the cast of the mystery and all that shit too. Like that it, that interweaves itself, and that's why for me it's like I would rate it again in that little over a uh, four because there's all those other subtle things that they they worked into it. It's it's a straightforward movie as you said, Mike. It's very straightforward. You don't there's not a lot to guess. There's no mystery. That's oh what the fuck happened there, but how they kind of curtail all these other elements of of the crew and and 
these other supporting things that make it. I don't know. I thought it was great. Fucking great movie. I don't want to rush right into it, but one might say the underlying theme. Ooh. That's what you're getting at. The Mm -hmm. underlying themes. That's what the bird, the bird's there for. Mm -hmm. And with his wife, I really liked uh, somebody brought up the phrase eventually. It was like, do you choose them or do you need them? Yes. And that was just like a human human moment, you know, of that. Bringing it back to that. I think that's. I think that's always been a really big thing that would get me sucked into like feeling for movies and characters throughout my life. Movies have always done that though, where they add like the like overly human elements of then when like something happens or there's a redemption, you know, you start like fucking crying for this fictional character or whatever. I it's, it was really nice that there was, that thrown in at, at least with his character especially if not with the main three in general mm-hmm. they yeah like paint paint in a picture of these are real these are fictional characters but could be real people mm-hmm. basically well and basically. that so that that's actually a good segue so i don't know if you guys have any Paul other Blatt? items of about about the fucking movie but you mentioned kind of these real characters i did want to I obviously was over the moon when they started talking about the business plot and how that, you know, was an actual thing that had occurred in in the States. Yeah, having waited in the conspiratorial waters since loose change and went in full wars, it was still moderately cool post 9-11 pre-fucking Donald Trump. Um, I'm not unfamiliar with, with what they were talking about and Smeedley Butler's like testimony and stuff. So I want to talk to you guys a little bit about that. So you'll give me my history fucking pedestal for a moment, my soapbox. But I yeah, want to see if you guys have any other things you wanted corner. to. I want to see if you guys want to plug anything else about like this oh, movie before I segue it. into that. Yeah, no, there's there's so much going on still under there and on top of the plot and everything that you were saying that it's just a I wanted to make sure we got our if we recommend it and liked it or mm-hmm. not and the rating oh, and yeah, whatnot. 100%. Yeah, you know, because uh, yeah, because there's things that are just watch it and get there. Watch for the tie, just like I was. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it's saying so get on your get on your soapbox if you're if you're let's just say I can't wait for my second. Yeah, Ooh, that's a good thing with Joey because we know his (laughs) third one is usually when he falls asleep. Yes, (laughs) but then that doesn't determine if it's good or not. It's how tired (laughs) and stone Joey is. That's it. Always. That's the underlying theme. So check this out, guys. So, um, there, yeah, yeah, that, that is the underlying theme. Joey needs three watches in order to successfully watch a movie once. Is that correct, Joey? You fall asleep at the quick in the dead and you're just like, I liked it though, but it was really late. And I was just like, okay, it's okay, pal. (laughs) Yeah. But sometimes I watch movies at such like random ass times too, where it's like, why did I put this on now? (laughs) Yeah. You try it though, or you're like planning to go to sleep to it. Like, I'll finish it tomorrow. That's what you said yeah. you do with them. So, like, that's okay. Especially yeah. if it's not the first time. When, when you fall asleep the first time during it is when we're like, Joey didn't like it, guys. <laughs> the third time? Fuck it. You know everything. Yeah, fuck it. I've seen it. I've seen it two times before. I'm watching it. I'm just trying to catch all right the little now. Easter eggs. 
Yeah, I know. I like know. the tie, dude. Like the when tie. Is, when did yeah, the tie we... happen again? There's so many ties. So, so, th- so that happens. That happens so when many... they go. I think the they costume go to... designs the one like BAFTA nomination or something because it's like, yeah, you made this look like then. Sure, everyone's wearing shit. Anyway, go on, Lou. No, that so that scene in particular is the when they go, like, yeah. they they go and see Remy Malik actually at his company, and he's there with uh, Anya Taylor Joy, and they're actually talking about like, oh, I need to go see the general. It's that moment right there when they're talking about it. Is it when they have so, the pictures covered up. Yes, correct. They're in that like, uh, what is it, a green room or yeah. t- green tile room or whatever. God, uh, but yeah, green. The Germans. Anyway, it's crazy. It's cra- and it, <laughs> dude, it it jumped right out to me. Like I saw it immediately. I'm like, holy shit! I was like, I was like, this. this he's one of them. I was like, all right, he's a bad guy. He's yeah, part of this you fucking- definitely caught on. The, all right, because that was literally going to be the last thing I was going to ask was if you saw who was really going to be behind it. I guess. If you oh yeah, it was I, gonna be him as soon as soon as I saw that. As soon as I saw that, I was like, "Yep, hundred percent. He's a fucking badass motherfucker, dumb yeah. piece of shit. Like, not good, not badass, throw, cool." Right, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> not cool. The opposite, actually. In yes, fact. but he's yeah, a they, bad they asshole. Up, he's they garbage. set up a crew of different people, kind of. You know the mm-hmm. the two mics and like the cops, maybe even. I don't know. So surprise me, anywho. So I will. Uh, I'll give you. I didn't little... see the tie. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's those little details, man. It's those little God details. David. <laughs> David O. Russell. So, so check this out. So, um, I'll, I'll give you the 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 brief, well, moderately brief, like historical thing. So, um, the idea of General Dylan Beck, which is Robert De Niro's character, that was actually based, Bobby as Martin. we saw at the very end, um, yes. Smeedley Butler, and. Essentially, what Smeedley Butler had alleged to be part of was what was termed as like the business plot or the Wall Street pushed, which the Wall Street pushed is, you know, kind of based after the beer hall pushed, which was uh, a moment that Hitler had tried to basically overthrow the country in a beer hall in Germany was thrown in jail. And then he wrote fucking Mein Kampf and all the rest is fucking history. Anyway, Smeedley Butler uh, was allegedly approached by the Connecticut uh American Legion commander, Gerald Maguire. And Maguire had said to Smeedley Butler, look, we've got a ton of these American influencers who have $50 million to spend to organize a coup to overthrow Roosevelt. The idea was that Smeedley Butler, because he was a retired general, very, very well-known with the troops, loved, he was going to essentially marshal these veterans to act as the muscle for the coup. And there was going to be about 500,000 people. And apparently Maguire had traveled to both Germany and Italy to study the ways that those two dictators, Mussolini and Hitler, had come to power. And he saw the use of like paramilitary and military groups that assisted them, specifically former veterans from World War One. Obviously, in Germany, you had the brown shirts, the SA, the stormtroopers. And then in Italy, you had the black shirts. And apparently the members of this cabal here in the United States Uh, There were members of the DuPont Corporation, some executives from the DuPont Corporation, former Democratic presidential candidates, uh, John Davis and Al Smith, uh, folks from the J.P. Morgan Banking Company, Grayson Smith, who was a director of Goodyear Tire, um, Anaconda Copper and Bethlehem Steel. Obviously, all of those people said, no, we were not part of this. But this motherfucker, General Smeedley, went 
and testified and said this is what was going on behind the fucking scenes. Motherfuckers were trying to use ex-military folks, pull at those heartstrings, use me as the figurehead to be like, we need to make a change. Shit is not right right now. And that fucking happened. So, and that was downplayed in the media. It was a big fucking hoax. No one fucking believed it happened. And then, of course, more information came out and it was like, holy fuck. We were on the brink of fucking complete and utter destruction at the hands of, of these fucking business owners. And we doubted him. And it obviously never came to fruition. Um, it had to be done in other covert ways, i.e. what I was screaming about fucking legalized lobbying earlier. But, uh, but yeah. The business plot, man. That shit fucking happened. That's it's, wild. It, it, that's the uh, how do you say it? Noir. That's the noir edge of yeah. this. The crux yeah, or whatever. Seriously. You know, that's the that's the underlying stuff there that you might not get full deep detail on from just watching the movie. Which Lou and has, think clearly. and think about this too. Think about this. So that Butler had claimed that he was part of this plot when he testified in 1933 which is when this movie took place so our director and writers were taking a lot more literal historical themes than i think maybe some people even thought it's like no this is actually to a t um we're explaining a much larger thing that america almost fucking teetered on the brink of uh during this time frame uh and we're gonna put it in this yeah, movie with right. it's it just Fucking that Chinatown, that, like, wow, dude, that's Blanca, right? That's wow. fucking. That's honestly fucking like. That's like the nice guys. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There, there you go. There you oh, go. Oh shit! Yeah. They. Yeah. There you I, go. I, I was like, wait, what's one that everyone can understand? <laughs> no, Chinatown was a good one. That's a, that was a good one. That was a good one. But no, it's, because uh, <laughs> what was there's there's the porn industry, but then it was the cars. I think in the nice guys, if everyone can remember that, there's, yeah, there's yeah, that yeah. whole. There's that yep. whole like bigger conspiracy thing. I don't know. Even in like Kingsman, like Samuel Jackson wants to fucking like explode everyone's head in the world or some shit like that. It's pretty like that, you know, and whatever, no big deal. But like, no big deal. Oh. Well, it's it, it, it just goes to show you that it's like these forgotten. So I don't even want to say forgotten parts of history, because like I said, this is like as far as like conspiracy theory type thought um even though that word's been perverted now to where it's like fucking an untouchable thing unfortunately because you can't fucking question any of the official narrative nowadays this idea of, of specifically this this business plot um that's like mainstay people like yeah that fucking happened and nobody talks about it and it's like no that's fucking serious <laughs> that's a serious fucking thing man like these these heads of these corporations wanted to overthrow the government and install a fucking dictator like that's absolutely wild to me um but yeah, look it up. Allow this. <laughs> look, check it out. This history, check it out. It was the Meridian Webster. I <laughs> no, I, you. Wait, the thing is, Lou's looking at cliff notes right now. <laughs> no, nope, nope. I I prepared something for this. I prepared that was not something because notes version. That's true. No, the uh, I prepared something for this. I I had to look up some of the specifics. I needed the corporation names. That was one that I needed of uh, the folks that were alleged to have been installed. And I couldn't remember McGuire's name, but everything else, yeah, that's pull, pulled from the fucking dank recesses of my cluttered memory. Yeah, I was I was questioning it at a point throughout the movie where I was really like, I'm gonna have to look afterwards and figure out like what's really factual what's really, here. What's the, yeah. what, well, especially they open with the like, whatever that whatever the words are, 
in the very opening of just like these events might have happened or something. Oh yeah, yeah, extent, yeah. Some of right? the, it was like some of this, some of this actually happened or whatever. Yeah, or something like that, right? Yeah, and so I'm like motherfucker, just like the, with the eyeball in the beginning, they set me up so that I'm thinking, trying to find that the whole time. Well, just, just yeah. watching see, it once. <laughs> see, see, I, I think that's also a clever way that they shoehorned in some of these other larger, larger historical events where it's like not unlike those movies that you mentioned previously, Mike, where it's like the focal point is this crime solving this murder or murders in this mm-hmm. case. When in actuality, it's like, no, there's a larger picture here. The fucking cuckoo is invading, trying to invade the fucking nest. And always you know what I mean? The murder. So then it almost is like a whodunit in a way. I feel like the way they're presenting the characters, minus like a Hercule Poirot investigation, you know, segment with each person. It's kind of, I don't know what, what would be like the genre to describe it. Really, I, like dude, just I mystery think, comedy. Because yeah, mystery comedy. That it's yeah, comedy. yeah. That film noir. Uh, yeah, film noir. Exactly. I mean, the noir yeah. element that you just laid down there. Basically, that's where I'm like, that's always like a tertiary or whatever the fucking fourthiary thing would be, like genre name when discussing the nice guys, for example. I'd be like, no, it's like a buddy action comedy noir. That's what mm-hmm. I. Mean. You know, gotta say buddy action comedy stuff first. You gotta let that, yeah. That's what sells this one. It. That's what sells it. You gotta sell it. I don't know what would be selling this one here. That's why I was like, look at what Lou's saying. If we recommend this to people, if they're a fucking history buff, especially with the time period, like they're gonna love it probably. Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter what, they're gonna know what's probably factual or not mostly. And then maybe have to check a couple things just like Lou Dog, or mm-hmm. you're gonna not know fucking any of it like me and then be set up like motherfucker now i gotta know and i don't even care so, too much about the historical stuff but in movies i'm interested i'm intrigued <laughs> tell me a good story basically distract so for for those two and that's the other thing too with, which with this butler did, which this did it was good butler that, that's butler. the other thing that's the other thing with with smeedley butler is Smedley you know butler. he he predated eisenhower as far as being like he basically went on to be completely like against war um, and I know that obviously we had Eisenhower became president after he's, you know, served in the armed forces. He warned us about the military industrial complex, you know, the idea of constantly perpetuating wars because it simulates the economy. But check out Butler's book. Um, I read it back in high school. It's called War's Racket. Um, that is very that's a very interesting read for anybody who's interested in that. But and he I was know like I mentioned- the general like the yeah. like Robert De Niro. He did. He yeah. did generaling. Yeah, he did generally. He, he was, generally, he did stuff. <laughs> generally, he did stuff. Um, and also, I know I mentioned it at the top. If you like this time period, um, highly recommend. I know I mentioned it. Uh, I believe it's on Netflix. It's called Babylon Berlin. It is all in German, but it's an interesting look at post World War One, pre World War Two Germany. Um, and there's a lot of different elements that are also kind of in line because they mention it even in the movie too. Like, Oh, the medication they have in Germany is incredible when they're doing the eye drops and shit. Like, yeah, they said Zurich, Zurich. Yep. Um, I so remember yeah, so, being like, what is that? I want to know now. And then he's just like, Oh, there it is right away. And I was like, hey. so check out Babylon Berlin. Um, that that's exactly. a great show. And then obviously Peaky Blinders also takes place in that same time frame as well. Speaking of fucking Anya Taylor joy. Um, Ooh. but, uh, yeah, I'm she, sure she, she just. I'm sure she just borrowed natural. wardrobe. Oh. I'm sure she just borrowed wardrobe for what she wore, wore in fucking uh, Peaky Blinders. But uh, Jesus, but yeah, so she was in that and fucking Oppenheimer himself. Was mm-hmm. in 
Damn, bro. So yeah, that's the my uh, that, that's my soapbox. That's my hey. soapbox. We'll, we'll take it down for you. History now, history corner, right? I think is what you referred to Yay. in one of the previous episodes, Mike. History lose history corner. Oh yeah, I that like might that. have been one. That might have been the one of the older ones. The the soapbox corner was something else you did recently that might have had a different edge to it. Yeah, that's. I mean, I could one. talk about Hollow Earth if you want. I don't want even to tell people when you do Hollow Earth. <laughs> I don't even mention it. Just, Amsterdam just is Hollow Earth. Well. America. Yeah, we didn't see any fucking kangaroos carrying Elvis and JFK <laughs> around, though. No Bubba Hotep in this. I don't know. Well, you already you already did your thing, so you don't you can't do Hollow Earth. Now. I'm kind of curious how one. he would do it, though. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> trying to not make this episode two hours, guys. No, I'm just, I'm just that would take two minutes at most, even if you wanted to. I do but have, he's leaning into his have real shit, the factual stuff. All right, what is it? What is, it? is Amsterdam itself Hollow Earth? I mean, it could be one of those portals. Uh, I know during I know during wartime, I, I know during wartime, it's it's traditionally like a neutral zone, not like unlike you know Switzerland and okay. stuff like that. So yeah. it it was occupied though by the Germans. So during World War II, so I could see them utilizing mm-hmm. that as a portal to access Hollow Earth. And then again, we talked about Iron Sky Two. Um, oh, you know that actually explores you know the elements of Hollow Earth and or the continued uh, Nazi dominance of the planet, but from underneath. Um, so you know there is there there are some things there. I could see that as being a potential portal. Yes, yeah. to answer your question, Joey. Oh, right on. Think about it, man. There's fucking people. People ride bikes everywhere. There's fucking they got big ass windmills out there. At fucking their fucking airport clogs, bro. You know, like it's clogs. Okay, I'm <laughs> wooden clogs. Yeah, traditional. Jesus. The Dutch. Yeah. Well, that's all factual stuff. Mm-hmm. That is. Everyone that's wondering. Facts. Yeah. And that's. A song by the Vandals, but more importantly, a section on our podcast as well, because there's there's fun there's other fun things we haven't mentioned yet besides Lou's history corner, Woo! which I still can't maybe like platoon. God, I don't know, dude. Well, you know, you might have been you might have been right. Somebody about tell that. us. <laughs> yeah, please, uh, lurkingclassofficial at gmail.com or lurkingclassband on Instagram. Let us know. Uh, I don't have enough time to look back because I'm editing these new ones right now to be <laughs> out. So <laughs> There's a lot going on. We do things. We play music in the meantime as well. But yes. some some facts that maybe weren't mentioned that I found was just it was almost going to be titled Canterbury Glass. Ooh. <laughs> I like Amsterdam. Still, I like Amsterdam better, but that would also have worked. 100%. I like Amsterdam as well, but then you have to find out that actually nothing is filmed in Amsterdam. Oh. Whoa. Where are they filming in fucking Burbank? <laughs> yeah. It's either that or fucking like Canada, you yep. know? It says LA. Really? Okay. Wow. Nice. It's, it's not too crazy. Uh, I was definitely like, I'm going to have to find film locations. Woo! Didn't really, didn't really do that. <laughs> None of we it kinda, was shot in Amsterdam. 
No, really. And uh, I got, well, you know, as usual, set my sources that I kind of missed at the top. The most of this is just some stuff on IMDb, or there was a little YouTube like 10 facts kind of like Entertainment Tonight style <laughs> thing that like had quotes and pictures and videos and whatever. So I was like, all right, this, these seem like they could be legit. So just in case it's not actually 100% a fact in the fact section. Remind you of that and that our podcast is called In Slice of Opinions and it's opinion based. Go fuck yourself. And the next fact is <laughs> this. There was a cinematographer famously, maybe not famously, his name's Emmanuel Lubezki. And I know the cinematography might not have been something that super stuck out in this here film, but this guy's worked with like everyone. And when you and when you click on and like see what he's done, it's pretty insane. And I thought what was really funny is that he had a little one of those like one minute segment things on the YouTube video I was talking about. People were talking about him and they nicknamed him Chivo. And I was Whoa. just like, hey, Whoa. we have a friend named Chivo, nicknamed Chivo. So shout out to Fabian. Uh, <laughs> and Hell yeah. Are you a cinematographer actually? No, uh, this guy. Most notably did uh, some Coen Brothers stuff, known for doing a couple Alejandro Inarritu movies. Ever heard of Birdman or The Revenant, you guys? I oh Yeah, he's also done a couple Alfonso Cuaron movies, not Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, I know. You guys are thinking about that right away? No, <laughs> Children of Men and Gravity. And then mm. some Terrence Malick stuff, some Tim Burton. Like, he's done... Done some things, done some stuff. Nickname Chivo seemed pretty cool. When I was like, "Who's on the crew? Like behind this?" We don't, you know, dove into fucking Stan Winston in deep detail not long ago, and legendary Ardman Studios. So I'm like, kind of stuck in the oh, what are the effects and stuff on this? And then it's just like, no, nah, nothing about the eyeball. It's just okay. <laughs> it's <Thanks>. just an eyeball. <laughs> just an eyeball. He was a Christian Bale method actor. I don't know what I do know is that Christian Bale pretty swiftly into starting filming refused to talk to Chris Rock on set. We all wonder what the drama is behind that, right? There must be drama leaking from this fucking taint of Hollywood. No, it was because apparently Chris Rock is just making Christian Bale laugh so much. (laughs) <laughs> okay that's pretty awesome and christian bale is still going method basically to dive into this character and he basically says once he knows somebody like they never met before really once he knows somebody on set like that he's like i can't i can't focus i lose yeah. the character too easily and he's and he's just one of those guys you know i don't think he's an asshole about it but he's dedicated to his craft beyond like most Leaves. people's yeah, so I get it, and he wasn't being a dick about it. It's just really funny because everything I saw mentioning this phrases it to make it seem like there's thick drama at first, and then it's just like he was making him laugh too much. He's really funny. He would make he would he would make everyone laugh though. Chris Rock, you know, funny guy, big surprise. Yeah, we're also surprised, but maybe not so surprised also by knowing that Mike Myers was a funny man on set. That's okay. Oh, what? That's a that, that's who a that's a fact. Who would have thunk? I'm so I'm shocked by this. He's just excellent. And so one of the really 
<laughs> he would make the whole cast laugh, apparently. But one of the really funny things that was, in fact, improvised is that sand dance that they said. They just kind of set up like real last minute, pretty much on the spot. He was just doing that. And everybody thought it was really funny because they didn't like get the context. It wasn't planned, essentially. That's awesome. And he's basically in, in like his underwear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you re- if you remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I I think we also touched on this, though, but that leads into improvisations and stuff were definitely granted in this film. David Russell, oh, nice. doesn't, he doesn't shy away from that, but there was one interview that there was a snippet from that was both of the mics together sitting behind some nice backdrop curtain thingamabobber, and they basically were like, oh yeah, we were definitely given the opportunities to just run with it, or if a scene goes somewhere to see what happens. Like David Russell wanted that organic feeling, especially in the dialogue, so that sounds like the bird scene basically yeah like dude I yeah want, i don't want to give you that right away but i was just like all right well we'll get to that fact maybe <laughs> <laughs> and and you you did say especially that scene with those two guys and they are the two in this clip That's being funny. like out of anybody at least they agreed but like oh yeah yeah we can improvise and it's like of course you two can but were you allowed to oh yeah mm-hmm. green light green light baby That's so cool. so so some other uh, some other swift, interesting things I believe I got here. The only ones we didn't mention are that it was it was kind of the the budget and everything. Maybe the big deal was that this didn't make back like any money because of suppose it was supposed to be shot in COVID times. Oh, uh. it got pushed, and then everything kept getting more expensive and all that hullabaloo. And so it was probably supposed to be out in twenty twenty one. But came out in 2022 in like October, November, I think. And Michael B. Jordan was originally cast in the John David Washington role. How do we talk about could somebody else? Well, he was, but then some shit happened, and I don't know. It was delayed for pretty much a whole year or more. So eventually, he became unavailable, and John David Washington stepped in. Yeah, so John only... Washington killed him, dude. Yeah, he's great too, though. I was like, that's yeah. a perfect snack right there. Speaking of people overlapping with Christopher Nolan work, like, uh, I know him from the TV show Ballers, but he did a little movie called Tenant, in case anybody. Hell yeah. That one. So, was the lead in it as well. Yep. So, that's a big deal. <laughs> some mm-hmm. guy Pierce shit. Some guy Pierce shit. I think Christian Bale was in a lead of maybe a Chris Nolan movie. <laughs> Two tree. Eh, but, yeah, no, no, just one. Because um, <laughs> apparently a lot of people took paycheck bumps, and Rami Malik worked for like a five number salary, and Christian Bale took uh, he usually has a five million or more fee, I believe, which he took under to do this movie. So something must have happened before that, like filming and all that went down with COVID. Yeah, that's what I'm to thinking. Tell the story. They had to. They it needed to happen. And also, I think I don't even know if this. No, I think it was like 2015 or 16 is when David O. Russell did a film last. So it seems like way longer, even though he was doing a lot right there around like the early 2010s. You know, so mm-hmm. it seems like wow, that's kind of crazy. But yeah, I don't think he did anything for like seven or eight years because of that getting pushed. That's a long break, guys. Long break in Hollywood. But that's really, that's really it. 
There's so, nothing else. So the uh, the last thing before we shuffle in to uh, to game mode, um, oh. I, I did I did want to mention because we we've touched on like you know method acting and Christian Bale. Minded, yes. So so I, I I did I did find an interview uh, that. Uh, movie phone actually did with Christian Bale in October of 2022, uh, just a little over a year ago after uh, after the movie had an, had initially been released. Basically, uh, movie phone asked, "Quote: Where does the creation of a character begin for you? Is it in the voice? It is in the hair, the facial hair, the accent. What is it?" Christian Bale said, "Quote: I don't know what I do. I don't have any particular way of doing it. I make it up each time with every job. I begin each job going." Oh my God, someone hired me again. I don't even know where I'm going. I'm never really trained, so I don't really have a particular technique. People often say, oh, Bale, he's a method actor. I'm not a method actor. I would have had to train to do that. I do whatever is necessary for each and every day. Which I found was very interesting because I also <laughs> would I would also believe that Christian Bale is a method actor. Yeah, he's and it's not going it, method, but he has a method. That's correct. What saying. Yeah. No, 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 no. Everyone no. has I, their certain because he wasn't being a dick about it. All the people you hear the complaints of are when Daniel so Day Lewis. Method- yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, and that's why it was like, no, the issue with Chris Rock is just like a funny phrasing of a fact. No, they no, totally no, no. had I, no problem, but yeah, he has. He has his ways of staying in it, though. Oh yeah. I guess. See, see, I, I would have. See, I, I was going in that train of thought. Like, I would personally. It's like I would have, kind of put Christian Bale more in that realm of I being would, a method maybe, actor. You know what? What's the correct way of saying it then? Because even back when we, me and Joey were just talking about that, it was we were saying like how he loses weight and stuff for the role. Mainly, like his, his physical which, transformation, which would be a me- which would be an element out. of a method actor, right. right? Like, right. So then we really never were saying the wrong thing. He's just talking about the the craft of the character and becoming mm-hmm. the character in what you're saying. So none yep. of us. So we all, yeah, we all got that. That's what I was saying initially. He didn't drop 150 pounds for this role, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just, or, just or, or or gain weight. <laughs> I'm looking at you, American Vice. Hustle. I'm looking at you, Vice, Vice and American Hustle, too. Yep. A little bit there. Hair piece or something, too. This one's just <laughs> fancy. I don't know. Wavy little hair and doing a Columbo impression, I guess. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's what I saw somewhere, too. But, yeah, that's – yeah, to let the people know. <laughs> hey, Christian Bale's probably not actually an asshole, and he's just – really committed actor. he's just guy. that he's good like he's just that good all these people he's... are fucking british though aren't they like that's just the thing over there what i is think it? i think the bale pond, is they're so they're like aussies they're just i so think nice. bale is he's either welsh or scottish um but yeah british islander dude there's something to it there's something yeah, to those know. folks fucking something in the spielberg water man. spielberg plucked <laughs> him out and fucking made him a t- i mean talk about like child actor not oh yeah a child actor and like you know going on or whatever to supersede anything you ever did i he's he's gotta be like i don't know he's next to kurt russell from disney fame stuff like (laughs) i don't he right away was in a steven spielberg movie when he was like 10 years old and then just is doing this now and was batman (laughs) and was american psycho i don't know he's just always kind of been at it even we talked jason bateman had his had his pitfalls at times 
<laughs> Team Wolf 2. <laughs> Team Wolf 2. Baby. He had a rougher transition. It took some time. Christian Bale like never had one. Nope. That's what's nuts. That's what's nuts. What's that early like newspaper newsies? Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. yeah, dude. People love that shit. Dude. <laughs> I do it. I do it. No, right you're going to play a game right now, Joey. Game. Joey, if you wanted to phrase that the way, a better way that Lou did, how would you? It's time to play the game. No, no, let's play ourselves a game today. <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking well, some like Triple H shit. Some like. <laughs> I guess yeah, we're not ourselves cool, man, Joey. today. <laughs> okay, okay. Now I agree. Now we can play. Man. Now we. Can we were play. on the same wavelength, Mike. We were on the same wavelength. <laughs> hey, I didn't. I didn't write it. I tried to do that. I tried to acknowledge your, your, somebody's fun writing there. You know that was loose, but he made it's Joey sing great. it. So I. <laughs> No, I was right, dude. I was right there with you. Right there with you. In the rhythm section, riding. Because <laughs> you start the song and make sure you're just like, I'm in the right tempo. It starts right away. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough one. Just like this tough game. Oh, boy. What do you got for us? I have a preliminary game, even though I know Mr. Joe. Won himself Leonard Malton last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what? (laughs) (laughs) That was my (laughs) J-Rock. Oh, that was nice. Dude, that was nice. Let me bust my Rickyisms out. Have we done everything else? Did I mention Entourage and Steve Buscemi? Well, maybe I will. No, I'm not going (laughs) to. It's 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 weird algorithm time, and I don't know who you guys think would be the most popular person on IMDb oh, that was in this match. <laughs> Do you guys need me to just read out every person eligible? I'm so I I, I don't I don't need that. I'm Joey, just gonna stab. Yeah, Joey, let me hear, let me hear a couple you, people. Joey, you won, so at least I can just let you say the name first. Because I don't like when you guys pick the same name. We're playing this one game so that we can play the real game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, okay, Michael Shannon. I know. I know Alec. I'm going to go with Margot Robbie. And, okay, she's in it too. Don't forget Matthias Schunortz and Alessandro Nivola. <laughs> Chris yeah. Rock. No, no. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I was just, I didn't, I didn't think. Because she's, she's been in some shit recently, especially with like, I know Suicide Squad was a little bit ago, but she's still like super prevalent in like all that type of shit. There's you know? like, there's, and there's like, other stuff. What's that? Oh. There's like, no, 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 no. Is, you, you can, oh, you can the stick Barbie with that. Let's too. see. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Lou, what were you? So. Hey. What's, what's good, homie? Way, way too much as a Broncos fan. Way too much about fucking Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift has now infiltrated the NFL. And I know that Ooh. she put out that fucking Eras movie that made like a trillion dollars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with, Dude, w- with Swifty on this one because, yeah, it's just it's you can't get away from it. 
I'm fucking watching. I'm watching a Broncos game, and the Chiefs aren't even fucking playing, and they still find a way to talk about her and Travis Kelsey. And I get to see Pat Mahomes and fucking Travis Kelsey yeah. in fucking commercials during the fucking game. So yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Taylor That's Swift. A pretty good one. Thursday night football, Taylor Swift show. I don't know about you, but Lou's feeling 22. Uh, <laughs> that's a song by her Joey do you want to stick with Margot Robbie knowing what you know about everything I mean I don't know it's just yeah. that's all I'm, that's all I'm like saying it's, you I can't like choose Taylor Swift guess. now but you yeah. know like, I so like what, what I was going to say is I felt like there would be three people in this that are like guaranteed that it could be any of them at the top and it's pretty much Marco Robbie, Anya Taylor Joy, or Taylor Swift. Yeah, I was like maybe Robert De Niro, but I don't really, I don't really know. But are 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 you locked in? Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna click the button and see. We'll just do whoever's highest to the top, honestly, because I don't know. Oh, okay, well, Marco Robbie's number one. Oh, nice. Wow. And I, I, you know, I was kind of really thinking after Lou said Taylor Swift because, like, she's, like, the biggest name in the world right now. You know what I mean? She's, like, the number one music artist. She's been doing, like, movies. And Dude, she shit, put out know? that movie. Yeah, she and, put and, out that yeah, exactly. Eras to yeah. her movie. That's funny because yeah. she, is, she is, in fact, on it, but it goes from Margot Robbie to Anya Taylor-Joy down to De Niro at three, then Christian Bale. Four and then Taylor Swift at number five. But you know what? That's just this movie. You know, it doesn't. Oh yeah. So 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 like Christian Bale and De Niro and I'm Taylor Joy and Margot Robbie or whatever have something else also recently (laughs) that is just over the top. Which once you said Barbie, I was like, oh yeah, Joey's right. I went and saw it with my fucking family and still totally forgot. Like, yeah, that movie was the biggest thing. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's huge. And it is I think is Ian Taylor Joy the one that's in Oppenheimer? No, somebody else was in Oppenheimer. I forget. Anywho, whoever said Margot Robbie won. That's Joey. Yeah. <laughs> Which means you just get to go first in the next game. This is when Lou calls you a scum Fucking scumbag. <laughs> Dare you get this dumb game a chance, right, you fuck. <laughs> All right. It's a race to the finish line in a uh, tennis-like match. Set best two out of three of the Leonard Maltin game. We're doing it again, guys. Oh, God. Get fucked with all these movies that you have never heard of ever. Well, anywho. This is going to be a hard one. Everyone knows how to play this. So, well, we're going to see because remember the remember the bidding and and knowing what you can handle know your limits that's it's a very saw theme for some reason <laughs> speaking of chris rock yeah thank you there you go Lou, you just fucking got it joe you had that one <laughs> other you had that one other thing tonight but but yeah but lou after fucking <laughs> changing a tire or whatever all night still in the jump in a car why did i say changing a tire Dude, jump, <laughs> thinking jump about Dan Cook. Like vehicles, school buses, vehicles, 
things. Need for Speed, Rami Malek. He had to, he right. had to jump a car like Hot Rod. <laughs> I was just, dude, I was just going to say that, man. <laughs> when you said jumping five school bus or whatever, I was like, yep. Holy shit. <laughs> a Hot Rod nod. Hey, Rod, we didn't have time to reinforce the ramp. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's great. Uh, All right. Previous got, episodes. That's previous episodes, guys. That's great plugs. We're doing really good. The one I had wasn't even a plug before. That was terrible. <laughs> that just plugged everything. Need for speed. What am I? <laughs> <laughs> what am I watching? Breaking Bad? What am I thinking? Anywho, you get categories to choose from, Joey, to, that can help you or <laughs> fuck you. Who fucking knows? All you get to do is choose this first one. And category number one is called Super Something. Number two is called Give Me That Oscar. Number three is called The Came from Pennsylvania. Which one would you like? Let's go with Super Something. Super Something. I'm a super. I'm a something. I'm a nowhere. I'm a going. Right? But I don't care. It's a song, everybody. It's a song. While I flip to the fucking page, okay? Hey, what's Super Something mean? I bet that's what everybody's wondering. I know I am. It's a movie about superheroes. Nobody saw that one coming. Nailing it with the categories, Mike. What superheroes? I can't tell you. (laughs) What do you... You want to get disqualified? All right. You're going to get your clues here, Joey. You're going to get your clues. As we all know, somebody from the movie... That we watched at hand is probably involved. So if you feel like you don't know any superhero movies with people in this, just think for two and a half seconds and you'll probably find it. It'll be okay, all right? Your 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 clues are that the movie is from 2008. And Leonard gives it two out of four stars. And what he has to say about it is that. It's doomsday dark and palpably real and also incredibly long. And I'm just going to clarify. It's 152 minutes. That's what he's saying is incredibly long for 2008. Hmm. And it does spawn an Oscar winning performance from this film. And the name or the number of names that Leonard lists in this cast to bid from Joey are one, two, three, four, five, six. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 names, Joey, starting with you and the number 16, where you will get the bottom of the cast list up. Let's uh, start this bidding off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's how the game works. Let me, uh, let me, uh, 16 or lower, motherfucker. Let me pick 23, uh, 10. (laughs) 10 to Lou. Uh, the 10 bottom. I'll go zero. Can you do negatives? Negative two. Can Lou do? I'll do negative three. Can he do that, Joey? Let's do uh, negative four. Can Joey do that, Lou? 
Uh, I'll do. I'll try five negative five. I don't know if my voice can get any higher. Can you do that? Uh, fucking name it. <laughs> okay. All right. God damn it. The, 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 this I almost died. <laughs> the the movie the movie is Dark Knight. Yeah. And correct, correct title. Correct title. And so I need to go the top build, the top five build, correct? Top five from leading person to fifth billet. Okay. In Leonard's good old Leonard, but you know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll give this a whirl here. Uh, Do it. Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, <laughs> uh, Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman, Gary Oldman. Great showing. I think wow. three out of five. Three out of five. Oh. So let me just read it to you. Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, Aaron Eckhart, Michael Caine, Maggie Gyllenhaal, oh, Gary wow. Oldman, Morgan Freeman. And then we get Nadi Monique, Gabriela Kernan, Rondine, Cillian Murphy, Killian Murphy. I always forget how to say his name. Mr. Carbonell, Eric Roberts, Richie Coster, Anthony Michael Hall, Keith Zarabashka, William Fitchner. Could you guys have gotten that from wow. William Fickner if you had one name? <laughs> That's no. like the most impossible thing. That's the most impossible thing ever. He's probably billed last in 17 movies. Uh, Jeez. I mean, no, I, dude, I, 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 love I, Billy, I, I love Billy Fickner, though. Like, nothing against him. I fucking love character actors. But, like, yeah, there's nothing helping you out there. That's a fat fucking list. Yeah. No, nah, dude, I, I, I knew exactly. You guys go for it, even though I almost died doing the Stewie right there. That was. <laughs> I knew exact, dude. I knew exactly what movie that was. As soon as you said dude. 2008, and you're like Oscar, yeah, and I was like, like, yep, okay, Dark Knight, the biggest movie okay. of the year. But exactly two out of four stars from Leonard. Maybe that's one he wants wow. to go back to. But also, this is the same man that gives Spider-Man two three and a half stars and says probably the best superhero sequel to ever exist. So. I, dig- I digress. Leonard has his ups and I don't know, Lenny. Yeah. Oh, about that fuck, one. Dude. What? What? No, I'm not saying it's nothing against that, but in it's like he's dude, he's insane. ranking that higher than fucking the Dark Knight. Like, come dude, on. No, it came out after. So in 2004, before the Dark Knight existed. Oh, okay, all right. Before all Batman right. begins. Ex- yes. But he and still he gave had- it two stars. He still gave Dark Knight two stars, knowing what he I knew know. about Spider-Man. That's why I had to point that out. That's why I was saying that. It does mention the Oscar-winning performance posthumously from Heath Ledger, R.I.P. So, R. I. like, P. God, isn't it so much more fun when you go for it, though? And at least now you know Joey's got a point. You're great. Though, yeah. You can play mindfully or not in okay. the next category because we got to get two points. What is the – can you read off the other two categories, please? Your two remaining categories – while being down one point and always harshly reminded of it, like a tattoo, like your guy yeah. memento. Are <laughs> drooling all over this belt. <laughs> it's disgusting. Clean it off. It's my get... dinner plate. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lou. The categories you have left. One is give me that Oscar, and the next one they came from Pennsylvania. Uh, do they came from Pennsylvania? The creatures of the night. <laughs> Something wasn't right. It's also a song, guys. It's also a song. But this is not about 
Uh, I said Pennsylvania, not Wyoming, so it's not about Teenage Bottle Rocket. It is just a movie that is it takes place there. But I will give you a little more something, something, and say the city of brotherly love, even Philadelphia. Okay. Would would good old Philly cakes help you in just knowing that? That's all you know right now because okay. we can't find the fucking page. I will find the fucking page because that's. Flip, 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 Adolphia. Flip, 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 Adolphia. (laughs) Yes, what is the It's Always Sunny Christmas special? I don't think there's any It's Always Sunny in here, actually. That's very funny. But they came from Pennsylvania. Yeah, movie, you've known. like, So this isn't Rocky, but you get it. Something Mm -hmm. like that. It might not be named fucking Philadelphia starring Tom Hanks. Or somebody from the movie Amsterdam might be involved in this. And you ready for them fucking clues, Lou Dog? I, I am. So you're telling me it's not the garbage picking, field goal kicking, Philadelphia phenomenon, Danza? I can't dive anymore. I already gave you two movies out of all 75 movies in the world that it could possibly be. Don't make <laughs> me name that 76 Tony Danza phenomenon for you. All right, don't. That don't. was a Disney movie too. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that was a directed <laughs> fucking movie. I think direct Mark VHS. Invincible also was, but like, oh, that wasn't straight. Tony to <laughs> Dance. Who's the boss in that one? I don't know. But all right, clue time for Lou time. Like, Blues Clues mail time is that this movie takes place or no? It doesn't take place. Fucking yeah, this movie is from the year 2012, and Leonard. Out of four stars gives it a whopping three and a half. 3.5 for you math lovers. Hmm. And what he says about this is it's bracingly intimate, unpredictable drama with comedic undertones and superb performances all around. And do I have one other thing for you? Nah, that's all you're getting. But the number of people in this movie... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. We got eleven names, Lou. Eleven. Jesus. Starting with eleven, who can? How many can Joey name it in, or you? Uh, I'll try five. We got five names from the bottom. Let's go four. Joey wants four, but Lou, can you do more? Less technically. Matt. All right, name it in four. Oh fuck, Joey. Yes, and then I shall read you your bottom four cast members because it's a movie from 2012, where Leonard gives it three and a half stars and says the film is bracingly intimate and it's an unpredictable drama with comedic undertones and it features superb performances all around. And your Three cast members of this movie from the bottom up are Shay Wiggum, Dash Mehook, Paul Herman, and John Ortiz. Bunch of dudes, Joey. What movie <laughs> is this? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. <laughs> you can just name any movie that you know Shay Wiggum from at the bottom again. What is this with the character guys at the name at the bottom? Dude. Shay Wiggum's at the bottom of 400 movies that he's been in. That's and I don't get me wrong, I love Shay Wiggum too. I love all people. 
Uh, <laughs> fuck. I, I can't even think of a movie he's in right now, to be honest with you. Fuck. Say any movie. Uh, American Hustle. Oh, well, that's a good guess. It's not right, though. Do you want to know what's right? Do you want to yeah, know I do. the answer? I do want to know what's right. It's Silver Linings Playbook, a David O. Russell film, not American Hi-yo. Hustle. Uh, Only about two years before American Hustle, though. And not helping you on the supporting cast people that are supporting cast in all movies. Paul Herman, John Ortiz, Shea Wiggum. But right above that is Julia Stiles and Chris Tucker. <laughs> would, would, that, would that have helped? Chris Tucker's only in like 12 movies, so I feel like you have a better chance there. <laughs> nah, that wouldn't help. <laughs> but maybe the people at hand you're wondering, besides just David O. Russell, who else was it? Do you guys know anything about the movie? Do you know who's in it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Silver, Silver Linings Playbook has Bradley Pooper, speaking of which. Yeah, but who was in Amsterdam that was in this, is what I was saying. So, was it uh, Zoe Zaldana or whatever? No, maybe. She's not listed in the cast. Dude, Bobby D's not Margot Robbie, right? Bobby Money. Bobby Money. Robert De Niro. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he got nominated. Bobby Money. (laughs) Bobby Money. Bobby Bobby Money. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. I don't get it. What's what's the problem? What's the problem? You talking to me? All right. Yeah, Bobby Money. Fuck, we're tied. We're gonna go every time I see. Every time I see Robert De Niro on screen, it's very it's it talk about fucking jarring. My my he grandfather said something about him like finest performance in years or something like that as well. Really? Yeah, after the superb performances all around <laughs> with De Niro's like highlights De Niro's finest work in years. This is before the Irishman, I don't know. Hmm. Right after Little Fockers. Hmm. Little fuckers. <laughs> you little fuckers are gonna make us do the third round, which is give me that Oscar. Somebody get this man an Oscar. Oh, All right. Oh, there we go. There we go. All right, let me get to the page and then everything will be revealed once I <laughs> once I play the little fill and then the song will start. Give me that Oscar just means Something won an Oscar in this film. Somebody, somebody, stop them from winning an Oscar. You can't. Somebody, in my drink. Somebody, somebody. There it is. All right, we're gonna we're bouncing back to you, Joey. Though this is the last remaining category, so you didn't get to choose it, but you get to bid first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the clues that are the film from 2010. Which Leonard gave three stars is said to be right, three out of four is said to be based on a true story and it's got atmosphere to burn and showy performances. And and that's what you're getting with one, two, three, four, five people listed. Yeah, I get all right. I get this. Sure. There's more than five people in the cast, but Leonard's just listing five people. (laughs) Let's go go four. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's the next number. That would be the next one other than five. Can Joey do it in four names from the bottom, Lou? Um, or can you do something else? Uh, so, so he listed five. Yeah, he listed jo- five. Okay, names. okay. I'm I'm being candid with like that. There's definitely you know like background whatever like smaller parts and stuff. No, no, no. no but but that. main main character wise, it seems like is yeah, five. Five. It's kind of low after we just did fucking sixteen or whatever. That's all. Yeah. Um. Enjoy one. Part of the deal. Part of the deal. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Part of the deal. Uh, about three. Bottom three. Uh, let's see you name it, man. Let's see you name it. You want some clues, or you want bottom three names, Lou? Uh, clues and then name, I guess. We got the, the clues names. of a film from 2010, which Leonard gave three out of four stars. And he says, based on a true story, the film has atmosphere to burn and showy performances. With the category, give me that Oscar, because there's an Oscar winning performance somewhere deep in here. With your, what was it, bottom three names here? Is that what you're getting? Yeah, that is correct. All right, from the bottom up, we got Jack McGee. Melissa Leo and Amy Adams. A, a dude and some chicks. Diverse. From 2010? 2010. Jesus. Um, I will not take Jesus as an answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I'm just going to guess. McGee, Melissa uh, Leo, and Amy Adams. Amy Adams as the third. I'm I'm just gonna guess the notebook, even though I know it's not right. Oh, the notebook. A swing and a miss, but it does have a the in it. And if it was the second half of Weekend Warriors code, it would be the fighter. God damn it. We've got the fighter, mm. the spirit. Of, yeah, Christian Bale won an Oscar. Uh, Melissa Leo won an Oscar. That's multiple. <laughs> but Christian Bale was in Amsterdam as the film we just did, which relates to me saying this right right here. Also directed by David Russell. Boom, there's so much. So much in this one, guys. Should I have named the category fucking Weekend Warriors or, or the Warriors Code or shipping no. up to Boston instead? Because it's technically no, that Lowell. was that, that was good. So he's the pride of Lowell, but that is that one song, the Warriors Code is. Yeah. In the credits of that movie. Yeah, and then literally it's Mark Wahlberg, Christian Bale, and then Amy Adams, mostly Jack McGee. I was just like, wow, okay. Anyway, uh, congratulations on your fake win, Joey. You get to hold oh, on to the imaginary imaginary trophy. Another fake win. Thank you. Thank no, you. last week. No, last week was a legit. Last week was a legit. Or was last it? episode, that was a legit win. That was a legit win. Um, Did somebody say a name? Or you this, got it wrong? What happened? He got one wrong. I remember that. That's how I got the winning point. Yeah. No, you got you. Oh, I this did one the first one. Yeah. Yeah. This one. Uh, this one we just sucked. <laughs> yeah, dude. That one. This dude, one was this... kind of hard. Well, this the one, first question an was easy. Dark Knight, Dark Knight was like that was easy. such an ensemble cast. I was like, I don't know what to do, <laughs> dude. I thought I honestly, I was like, kind of hoping you were gonna go for like a deep cut movie, 
And I was like, but that's Ooh. like, but there's no chance. That was why it was like, it'd be a even more like rare chance that you guys would know. One of you would know it. I was like, no, yeah, that's no, if, dude. So movies. I was, I was almost anticipating that you were going to try and pull some fucking sneaky Mike game pr- program or shit and be like, I'm going to choose fucking equilibrium. Which, if you guys haven't seen that, anyone who's, if you don't cut this out, Mike, anyone who hasn't seen Equilibrium, it's a Christian Bale movie, Sean Bean's in it (laughs) for about fucking three seconds, and he gets killed, but Tay Diggs operates alongside (laughs) of him. Um, It's really great, fucking, you know, you get Christian Bale's eye warp making a fucking appearance, but basically, it's, (laughs) it's, it's more or less like a Fahrenheit 451 type movie, where it's like, there's books and art that are being destroyed by the government, and like, it's, so it's like this dystopian future. It's very good. It came out right around the time. I think it was like 2001 um, that the movie came out. But like, it's very like Matrix esque in some ways. But it competed directly with the Matrix more or less, and it got buried because no one gave a shit about Equilibrium. But the movie itself oh. is pretty fucking cool. If you like Christian Bale and his eye wart, watch Equilibrium. It's a good movie. You did for it. what it is. <laughs> Dude, I think this dude likes to fart on paper and sniff it. <laughs>